We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Away we go, episode 682 of the Al Galdi podcast. It is Friday, October 20th, 2023. There are just 11 teams in college football's football bowl subdivision, or FBS, that are undefeated this season. One of those teams remains James Madison. The James Madison Dukes of Harrisonburg, Virginia, they, on Thursday night, won again. They improved to 7-0 overall and 4-0 in the Sunbelt Conference with a 29-win at Marshall. There are not many better stories in college football than James Madison, which is in just its second season as an FBS team. JMU is saying, hey, this FBS thing, it ain't so hard. Uh, Much more on the Dukes later in the show. Hello and welcome to this Friday installment of the Al Galdi podcast, the only Washington, D.C. area sports podcast or show for which there is a new episode each weekday, Monday through Friday, with each episode out oh so early each weekday morning. You see, you never have to wonder when the next installment of this podcast is coming out. It's simple. Each weekday, Monday through Friday, with each episode out really early, as in by the 5 a.m. hour each weekday morning. Uh, You know, my all-time favorite Redskins player receiver, Gary Clark, is a product of James Madison. Will the Commanders, in their game at the New York Giants this Sunday afternoon at 1, put on a performance worthy of the great Gary Clark? Uh, Coming up on the show, in-depth preview of the 3-3 Commanders at the 1-5 Giants in Week 7 of the 2023 NFL regular season. As legendary Skins head coach and general manager, George Allen said many years ago is captured by NFL Films in its documentary on the 1971 Skins. Next week, we get those GD Giants. We show we got some character. Next week, we get those goddamn Giants. (laughs) That's right. Next week, we get those GD Giants. Although from an NFL standpoint, that would be this week, week seven. 
but from a calendar standpoint, I guess it would be next week, right? Because Sunday technically is the start of a new week. I don't get why we haven't changed that. Sunday should be the end of the week, not the beginning of the week. We call it the weekend, as in Saturday and Sunday, and yet on the calendar, Sunday marks the start of a week. Somebody needs to explain that to me. Anyway, <laughs> next segment, I will talk commander's offense, including a lot of stuff from assistant head coach slash offensive coordinator Eric Bieniemy in a pre-practice press conference early Thursday afternoon. Eric talked about what the commanders are facing in the Giants defense, how commanders receivers can be better, uh, quarterback, Sam Hells, a sack problem, and more. Uh, I then will talk commanders defense, including More reason for concern about corner Kendall Fuller playing on Sunday afternoon. Uh, Kendall may not play in this game, Uh, but we also have yet another significant injury for the Giants' injury-ravaged offensive line, and we'll get into key comments from defensive coordinator Jack Del Rio in a pre-practice press conference. Late Thursday morning, Jack talked about the Giants' offense, addressed benched corner Emmanuel Forbes Jr., gave an evaluation of the commander's defense six games into this regular season and more. I then will present to you rhyming keys, my keys to a commander's victory in rhyming fashion, and I then will give you my prediction for the game. Also on the show, college football, I will talk James Madison, and I will give to you, free of charge, my Goldilocks previews and picks against the spreads for Maryland Navy, Virginia Tech, and Virginia, the games that I'll be discussing for college football week eight, Navy home to number 22 Air Force Saturday at noon, and Virginia at number 10 North Carolina Saturday evening at 6.30. You can tweet me at Al Galdi. You can email me, the Al Galdi podcast at yahoo.com. Email from Chubba on the Commanders, writes Chubba, I think unlike some Washington players, you are having an excellent season. I particularly enjoy your guest analyst, Mark Bullock. It may be the British accent, (laughs) but he comes across very thoughtful, balanced, and analytical. It was interesting to hear his take on Chase Young's perceived freelancing. Uh, Thank you for that, Chubba. Yeah, Commander's Analyst Mark Bullock of Bullock's Film Room, which you can find at markbullock.substack.com. He's joining this podcast on an every-other-week basis this Commander's season. Uh, That analysis of edge defender Chase Young was on episode 675 of this podcast. Continues, Chubba. The biggest story of this season has to be Sam Howell. You read some of his advanced stats, which confirmed the eye test of him playing well enough to be placed somewhere in the middle of the pack, say between numbers 16 through 22 of quarterbacks so far. It has to be exciting for the team and fans to see some true hope at the position for the first time since Mr. I am a bit more process oriented. <laughs> Looking ahead, I don't see how this coaching staff would remain beyond this season if the coaches even get to the end of the season. I hope that Howell won't be the victim of coaching and system changes. We've seen that far too many times. It would be such a waste for him and the franchise. We will see that when we get there. Until then, we will try to enjoy the ride. Uh, Thank you for that email, Chubba. Sam Howell, to me, is by far the biggest positive to this Commander season so far. Uh, Email from Michael on the Commanders. Writes Michael, love the podcast. Thank you, Michael. Continues, Michael. I wanted to talk about where the Commanders are this season. After the loss to the Bears, everyone started freaking out. The energy even after the win at the Falcons seemed a touch pessimistic from this fan base. But if you look at the schedule, we are where we should be at this point. At this point in the season, what matters are wins and losses, unless 
what the team looks like. We want to be playing our best football later in the year. Before the season, like everyone does, even though it's an effort in futility, I started counting wins and losses based on the schedule. Through six games, I thought that we'd be three and three. I say this not to brag about being right, but more to drive home the point that everyone needs to relax. Yes, the Bears' loss was ugly, but keep in mind that that was on a short week and we have a young quarterback. Yes, there are concerns about this team, but if you take a step back and look at the situation, if you said before this season that we'd beat the Bills or beat the Eagles early on, a non-biased fan would have looked at you like you were crazy. So far, we've won two games that we should have won, Cardinals and Falcons, lost two games that we should have lost, Eagles and Bills. We got a win at a Denver team that it turns out is terrible, but before the season, we weren't sure, and we had that tough loss against the Bears. All of this is to say that we have one tough result through six games. Like every year, we will find a win in a game that we probably should not. And like every year, we will lose a game that we probably should not. It is the nature of the NFL, and it's why we love it any given Sunday. Well, now we hopefully have the ugly loss out of the way, and we have a guy at quarterback who might be the real deal. We are 500 without Dan Snyder as owner. That is the best spot that we have been at as a team, I'd argue, over the last 25 years. So with all of that said, everyone relax. We will be fine. Thank you for the email, Michael. A very sober, rational, logical, intelligent take on the Commanders. Uh, I mentioned this in my conversation with Commanders insider Ben Standig of The Athletic on Wednesday's show, episode 680. This game at the Giants feels like a must win. Not because the Commanders are eliminated from anything of consequence if they lose the game, but because a win would have them at 4-3. and three with the guarantee of being at least 500 going into November. You're at least 500 going into November. You're absolutely in playoff contention. But a loss for the Commanders at the Giants would be a second loss to a bad team in three games and would have the Commanders staring at the possibility slash likelihood of being 3-5 and overall and and 0-3 in the NFC East going into November, given that their next game after this game at the Giants is against the Philadelphia Eagles at FedEx Field on October 29th. The feeling of this commander season, the narrative of this commander season, could be determined by what happens at the Giants this Sunday afternoon. I know that that sounds rather dramatic, but you think about this, I think that is the case, that how we are viewing this season, the framing of this season could be determined by what happens at the Giants this Sunday afternoon. Well, it is time to determine our underdog fantasy plays for this week. Uh, Underdog fantasy is great. It is the best and easiest place to play fantasy sports. Check out underdogfantasy.com or download the Underdog Fantasy app. And Underdog Fantasy is offering something special for listeners of this podcast. If you sign up now with the promo code GALDI, my last name, G-A-L-D-I, GALDI, Underdog Fantasy will double your first deposit with up to $500 in bonus cash when you make your first deposit of at least $10. So in other words, if you deposit $500, you get $500 for free. Free money. 
Uh, This NFL season and making fantasy football picks for Commanders games in terms of underdog fantasies, higher lower totals for each game. Uh, Here are my picks for Commanders Giants, so playing two higher lower totals. I last week got burned in taking Commanders receiver Jahan Dodson to have higher than three receptions. Uh, Call me crazy, but I am going to take Jahan again. Uh, the receiving yardage total for him for this game at the Giants is 34 and a half. Uh, Jahan is not going to keep being as non-productive as he has been. I am taking Jahan to have higher than 34.5 receiving yards. And the total for receiving yards for Giants receiver Darius Slayton is 35 and a half. Uh, the commander's defense is coming off a good performance in the 24-16 win at the Atlanta Falcons this past Sunday afternoon. But uh, as we have come to know, uh, our defense does give some stuff up. I am taking Darius Slayton to have a higher than 35.5 receiving yards. So Jahan Dotson higher than 34 and a half receiving yards and Darius Slayton higher than 35 and a half receiving yards. And all of this is through Underdog Fantasy. I'm making fantasy football picks for each commander's game. You can join me via a great deal. Go to underdogfantasy.com or download the Underdog Fantasy app. If you sign up now with the promo code GALDI, Underdog Fantasy will double your first deposit with up to $500 in bonus cash when you make your first deposit of at least $10. So if you deposit $500, you get $500 for free. That's Underdog Fantasy, promo code GALDI. Hey, if you're looking for an amazing Washington Commanders fan community to be a part of, to placate your burgundy and gold obsession, make bgobsession.com your Washington football fan destination. BG Obsession, or BGO, has been the home of the most knowledgeable, friendly, and passionate Washington fans on the web. Since 2009, BGO is a special place at which you can join your fellow fans for some smart football discussion, great contests, game day chats, and even lifelong friendships. What are you waiting for? Visit and join BGO at BGOobsession.com, home to your burgundy and gold obsession. Washington, at 3-3, three and three, has its best record six games into a regular season since 2018. Will the Commanders build on that? Come Sunday afternoon, the 3-3 three and three Commanders at the 1-5 New York Giants, Sunday afternoon at 1. Next segment, we'll talk Commanders defense. This segment, we talk Commanders offense. The Commanders offense remains remarkably healthy. <laughs> uh, knock on wood, uh, every single Commanders offensive player on the team's active roster was a full participant in practice on Thursday afternoon. The big injury item with the Giants defense is corner Adoree Jackson. He on Thursday was a limited participant in practice for a second consecutive day. He suffered a neck injury in the Giants last game, the 14-9 loss at the Buffalo Bills this past Sunday night. Yeah, the Giants overall defensive numbers for this regular season are bad, but the Giants are coming off what was their best defensive performance so far this season. Commander assistant head coach slash offensive coordinator Eric Bieniemy on Thursday did a pre-practice press conference that started right around 12 p.m. This was Eric on what he has seen in studying the Giants defense. 
I saw a, a pretty damn good aggressive defense last week fly around and pretty much shut Buffalo down. Uh, that's a good offense who, who've done a, a number of things throughout the course of, of, of years with the, with the personnel that they have. I thought that defense did a great job of just playing sound football. Uh, obviously, the, uh, it didn't end the right way, but I, I tell you what, this is the league. Obviously, you got to make sure that regardless of what their record is, we have to make sure that our attitude and mindset is in the right place because we're not here to play down to a record. We're here to play a NFL team that's pretty damn good. They've had some unfortunate luck, but our job is to make sure that we're taking care of business. But that defense is very, very impressive. Well, if you go by the expected points added, the EPA data on rbsdm.com. That is a mouthful. (laughs) I know. rbsdm.com. It is an advanced stats NFL website created by Ben Baldwin and Sebastian Carl. The Giants for this regular season through week six were just 29th out of 32 NFL teams in EPA allowed per play. So the defense has not been good, but the Giants defense does have some good players. Uh, Edge defender Kayvon Thibodeau comes to mind. Interior defensive lineman Dexter Lawrence and Leonard Williams come to mind. Will Eric Bieniemy on Sunday afternoon call an effective game for the commander's offense? This was Eric on Thursday afternoon on where he's at in this his first season as a full-time offensive play caller in the NFL. I think it's always a process because you're always trying to improve yourself. You're always trying to make sure that you're giving the best best, uh, plays out there to give you guys an opportunity. So there's some plays that you wish that you could take back, and there's some plays that, you know, you're fired up and excited about. But, you know, that's just a part of being a coordinator. So I think I'm right where I need to be, and that's here with our guys sitting here at 3-3, and just making sure that we're all taking the necessary steps moving forward to help us all grow together. Well, Eric Bieniemy on Sunday afternoon will be in a play-calling game of chess with the Giants defensive coordinator, Don Wink Martindale. Uh, He was the Baltimore Ravens defensive coordinator for the 2018 through 2021 seasons. This is his second season as Giants defensive coordinator. And uh, oh, Wink, uh, he likes to call a lot of blitzes. Uh, Winky likes the blitzy. (laughs) The Giants for this regular season through week six per Sport Radar had the fourth highest blitz percentage in the NFL, 38.1. The Giants for the 2022 regular season per Sport Radar had the highest blitz percentage in the NFL, 39.7. Eric Bieniemy on Thursday afternoon on facing a Wink Martindale coordinated Giants defense. Oh, yeah. You, you, one thing when you, you're playing against this defensive coordinator who's a, a heck of a defensive coordinator, a good friend, uh, Wink has been doing this for a long time. He's He's very creative with the schemes that he designs. And one thing that you know is that he's going to try and get after a young quarterback. So we have to prepare ourselves for anything and everything and even the unscouted looks. So our job is to make sure our guys are sound in what we're doing. On top of that, it's our job to make sure that we're giving the quarterback answers right away. So now he doesn't have to think as much. Now he can go out there, react and play. So, you know, this coordinator is a good one, but when it's all 
It's our job to make sure that we go out there and not allow the coordinator to have an impact on what we want to accomplish. We want to come out and establish our rhythm, making sure that we're in sync and we're doing the necessary things that's going to help lead us to victory. Something that Wink Martindale is known for, in addition to blitzing a lot, is playing a good bit of man coverage. Eric Bieniemy on Thursday afternoon on the keys to commanders receivers beating man coverage. You know what? Uh, there's a lot that needs to take place. And obviously, Coach Bobby does a great job of working with those guys throughout the course of the week. Obviously, Bobby played a long time. So his knowledge and wisdom and, and expertise in that uh, that area is is one to look up to. But you have to have a plan versus man coverage. And what am I talking about when having a plan? You got to understand exactly what type of technique they're playing. Then you got to make sure that you're working on releasing at the line of scrimmage. You got to win at the line of scrimmage. On top of that, now you got to win at the second level. Because regardless of (laughs) penalties being called or not called, guys are going to grab. They're going to do that. That's a part of the game. So we got to have a plan at the line of scrimmage. All right. Then we got to execute that plan. But then we got to have a plan at the second level on how we're going to escape and release to the appropriate depth in the route uh, that we're running. So you always got to work on that. And the thing about it, we have to play with speed. So what other better way to beat man coverage? You got to play with great speed. okay? but you got to be violent with your hands as well. Hand to hand combat. I like that. Hand-to-hand combat. Uh, Something that man coverage can't be more conducive to is yards after catch. Yak. The commanders for this regular season through week six per sport radar were just 24th out of 32 NFL teams in average yak per completion, a mere 4.476. Eric Bieniemy on Thursday afternoon on how the commanders against this presumed man coverage of the Giants can generate a good bit of yak. Well, I think it's a combination of everything. You know, those guys on the other side of the ball get paid, too. So they play pretty good defense. And then on top of that, our guys, obviously, there's little things that we can continue to work. You can always work on, like I said, release work, you know, releases. And I know it sounds easier said than done, but there's a hand-to-hand combat that takes place when you're at the line of scrimmage. All right. Then there's also another hand-to-hand combination that takes place when you're in space. And so you have to work on releases. And then after the catch, okay, what type of proximity (laughs) are you uh, uh, close to a defender? You know, I thought Terry did a heck of a job on the shallow cross and running through the would-be tackler. Uh, There's been sometimes we've had that opportunity. And sometimes we haven't obviously you would love for all you guys to to touch the ball and go to distance but that's not real those guys get paid as well and while we're talking commanders receivers this was eric Bieniemy on thursday afternoon on if he's seeing quarterback sam howell and commanders receivers get more in sync you know what i think each every week you learn something different so i mean uh this is just week six um still got a lot of season left i think uh Our guys are learning each other. I think they're continuing to learn the expectations of what we're doing and how we're doing it. And so, yeah, there's some things that we're learning, but there's also some things that you're seeing improvement with. And the thing that I'm excited about is just watching these guys, how, you know, uh, into it they are. They're just so mentally and physically, you know, uh, 
just ready to work because, you know, these guys know the difference between when they did something good and when they haven't played as well. So these guys are anxious about making sure that they're doing the little things that's going to help them moving forward. So those are the things that I'm learning. And the, and the thing that I like about it is, is just showing how much we compete and how many competitors we have on this team. So you always have to be careful with something like what I'm about to get into, but Commander's receiver Terry McLaurin historically kills the Giants. Now, this may mean nothing for Sunday afternoon, but Terry, over seven career games against the Giants, 50 receptions for 650 yards and three touchdowns on 67 targets. Terry has been outstanding in games against the Giants. And so now we do arrive at the commander's starting quarterback, Sam Howe. Given the Wink Martindale tendency to blitz, and given that Sam has had issues in terms of taking too long to decide whether to throw or scramble. This was Eric Bieniemy on Thursday afternoon on if he talks to Sam about how making quick decisions on dropbacks is especially important for this game at the Giants. Yeah, you could talk to him to his blue face, right? <laughs> but yes, those conversations are discussed. On top of that, you know, you watch film together. So these things are discussed. Like I said, the kid is still a kid. He's discovering how to become a professional football player at this level. Okay. Ideally, we would love for it to be perfect. That's not necessarily the case. The thing that I appreciate about Sam is that all the mistakes that he does make, he shows improvement. One of the biggest things that I've been harping on is telling him, making sure when he's scrambling to keep his eyes downfield. I thought he did a heck of a job in that game of keeping his eyes downfield when he scrambled out to the right and located Terry and made that big completion. That was huge. That's improvement. So as much as you want him to take the giant steps, there's been some good baby steps that he's been taking that's been helping with his process. And so... Ideally, I yes, I want him to work on his pocket presence. Okay, we're working on that. But I'm not in his shoes. But the thing I do love about him is that he's a competitor. He's a great listener. And he knows the difference between what's right and what's wrong. So that's what makes it fun coaching him. And up next, we will get to what Eric Bieniemy on Thursday afternoon had to say about the Sam Howell sack problem, the SHSP. <laughs> uh, but what we always say about the great law firm of Paulson and Nace is, if you have a case, contact Paulson and Nace. Paulson and Nace is always ready to fight for you. Paulson and Nace is a Washington, D.C.-based family law firm that handles medical malpractice, personal injury, birth injury, legal malpractice, and consumer protection cases offering aggressive advocacy for victims in Washington, D.C. and West Virginia. Call 202-902-7611, and when you call, make sure that you tell Paulson and Nace that Al Galdi sent you. Paulson and Nace provides passionate advocacy on behalf of injury victims designed to help them and their families move forward after the most difficult of times. And Paulson and Nace is excellent at what it does. Paulson and Nace has recovered millions of dollars for the sick and injured. How about this? Two verdicts versus Merrill Dow totaling $132 million. Yeah, Paulson and Nace has taken on Big Pharma and won. Clifton versus Georgetown University Hospital, a $50 million verdict 
for a young mother injured during childbirth. Bradley versus the United States of America. Paulson and Nace win a case for which the United States government had to pay nearly $1.8 million. Paulson and Nace took on the U.S. government and won. If you have a case, contact Paulson and Nace. If you feel that you've been wronged, if you think that you've been wrong but aren't sure, call Paulson and Nays and schedule a no-obligation appointment. Call 202-902-7611. That's 202-902-7611. And when you call, tell Paulson and Nays that Al Galdi sent you. You can also visit paulsonandnays.com. That's paulsonandnays.com. Just don't forget to tell Paulson and Nays that Al Galdi sent you. Paulson and Nace, when tragedy happens, let the family of Paulson and Nace take care of your family. Well, hopefully, Sam Howell, starting with this game at the Giants this Sunday afternoon, will be taking better care of himself in terms of avoiding sacks. Uh, He, in this regular season, has taken 34 sacks, is on pace to take 96 sacks. The NFL record for most sacks taken by a quarterback in a regular season is 76 by the Houston Texans' David Carr in 2002. Record is 76. Sam on pace four, 96. What is becoming clearer and clearer is that while the sacks are the fault of both Sam and his protection, Sam has been more to blame than the protection has been. The analytics speak to this. The analysis of Commander's Film Breakdown guys, like our friend Mark Bullock, speaks to this. And even Eric Bieniemy has spoken to this. You know, Eric in his pre-practice press conference, now two Thursdays ago, October 12th, brought up, quote, self-inflicted wounds by him, end quote, as in Sam Howell being at fault for a good number of the sacks that he has taken. And take a listen to this from Eric this most recent Thursday afternoon on the sack problem. Here you go. Well, obviously, you never want to have the the high number of sacks that we have. You know, first and foremost, uh, the young quarterback is is still learning how to play the game. And then on top of that, he just needs to continue to improve with his mechanics and the things that he's doing. I think that'll help everything out. And then our line, they're doing a heck of a job. They just need to continue protecting. But on top of that, as you know, this game goes hand in hand. It doesn't make a difference who's uh, uh, making a mistake, we all get the blame for it. So when it's all said and done, we got to make sure that we're giving our guys the right info, the right detail, so they can just continue to improve. But the thing I, you know, I, I like is our guys, our mindsets is in the right place. So Eric Bieniemy, right there in addressing the commanders having allowed so many sacks started by talking about Sam Howell needing to improve, and then actually complimented the offensive line. Reading and uh, listening between the lines right there, that to me was Eric for a second consecutive week subcommunicating that Sam is a primary fault for the sacks. Here was Eric on Thursday afternoon on how he is coaching Sam Howell to improve on the sack problem. Well, you coach him day to day just like we normally do. You bring him outside for individual drill. You point out the issues that always show up on tape at times. And then you just address them and you continue working with a young quarterback as you're supposed to. That's the way that you do it. Uh, Now, the commander's offense does have another significant problem other than the sack problem. The third down problem. 
The Commanders' 24-16 win at the Atlanta Falcons this past Sunday afternoon happened despite the Commanders going just to 2 of 10 on third downs. The Commanders for this regular season through Week 6 were just a 26th out of 32 NFL teams in third down efficiency, 34.29%. Of course, a key to being good on third downs is being good on first and second downs. Eric Bieniemy on Thursday afternoon on how the commanders can be better on first and second downs. Well, first of all, we got to be good in whatever we call. So I got to be a better play caller. We got to be better at executing. And then we just got to come out and start fast. Uh, there's been some times throughout the course of the season we've came out on fire. For whatever reason, we just haven't got that consistent momentum going. So, you know, I have to do a better job of calling plays, getting our guys in rhythm. On top of that, our guys got to come out and play with that energy and that same fire and desire. And one thing we all know, we're all in this together. So whatever that is, we have to start fast. We have to start strong. On top of that, we got to learn how to maintain and finish stronger throughout the course of the game. It's hard to be a truly good offense without being good on third downs, although it's not impossible. Uh, One of the things about one of the best Washington offenses since the team's glory days of uh, the 1980s and early 1990s, the 2012 Redskins offense, uh, was that it was bad on third downs, but was so good on first and second downs that being bad on third downs didn't matter so much. The Skins for the 2012 regular season were just 24th in the NFL in third down efficiency. Uh, something else that helps an offense to be good is uh, not committing turnovers. The commanders went at the Falcons despite having just 193 total net yards of offense to the Falcons, 402. <laughs> How'd the commanders win the game? Uh, well, they won the turnover battle 3-0. The commanders generated three second-half interceptions of Falcons quarterback Desmond Ritter, whereas Sam Howell committed no turnovers. Eric Bieniemy on Thursday afternoon on Sam in the win at the Falcons committing no turnovers. I mean, that's, that's outstanding because basically when you don't turn over the ball, your chances of winning I mean, they increased tremendously. Uh, I mean, hell, it led to us winning. Our defense created three turnovers. We didn't turn the ball over. And so that was something that we we celebrate because you never want to turn over the ball. And I thought our guys did a great job of protecting the football, which was huge. And it led to us, you know, helping us to secure the victory. Yes, it did. Sam Howell in the ugly 37-3 loss to the Buffalo Bills at FedEx Field in week three through four interceptions. But he and his other six career NFL regular season starts has thrown just three interceptions. Sacks are a massive problem for Sam. Interceptions, with the exception of the loss to the Bills, have not been a problem for Sam. Also, not a problem for the Commanders in their win at the Falcons was the play at left tackle. The Commanders for this game were without their starting left tackle, Charles Leno Jr., uh, due to the death of a daughter who was born the previous night. And so the Commanders starting left tackle was their top backup offensive tackle, Cornelius Lucas, and he was great. He over 29 pass blocking snaps allowed zero pressures and zero sacks. That according to Pro Football Focus. The quality play of Lucas last Sunday afternoon, and really over his four seasons with Washington, raises the question of should he be a starting offensive lineman? 
for the Commanders. Now, I know that there is a belief by some with the team that Lucas's size makes him prone to wearing down. And so with Lucas, less is more. He is the biggest guy on the team. He's listed as being 6'8 and 327 pounds. But an evergreen topic in football is, should a team just start its best five offensive linemen and not worry so much about actual offensive line positions. Eric Bieniemy on Thursday afternoon on the notion of a team starting offensive line simply being the team's best five offensive linemen. I think you always look for the best five, but on top of that, you're always happy that you have capable backups that you can plug and play because those are the things that help develop great teams. And I thought uh, I thought Lucas did a heck of a job of stepping in at the last minute and, and, and playing pretty damn good for us. When it's all said and done, what our job is to evaluate our players, but on top of that, making sure that we got a good nucleus of groups that, that can help us moving forward. Like I said, this is just game six. We're still trying to discover and figure out exactly who we are. But on top of that, I'm enjoying the growth that we're taking. Now, I know it isn't giant steps. It's giant steps when you, you, you win, but there's areas that we can always grow in and improve. When it comes to the commander's offensive line, it does continue to rate better than most people think. I earlier this segment mentioned Ben Baldwin. Uh, he keeps track of what he calls his pass protection ratings composite, uh, which is a ranking of NFL teams in terms of pass protection based on three separate rankings of NFL teams in terms of pass protection. Those rankings being from ESPN, Pro Football Focus, and Sports Info Solutions. The commanders for this regular season through week six were number 11 in the NFL in the pass protection ratings composite. Yeah, (laughs) number 11. Well, number one in any ranking of catering services in the Washington, D.C. area should be catering by Uptown. If you are planning an event that you want to go well, catering by Uptown will come through for you. Catering by Uptown is the DMV's number one catering service. Catering by Uptown, it is a family business that prides itself on its signature dishes and flawless presentations and Catering by Uptown goes beyond just food. Catering by Uptown offers personalized consultation and event planning assistance that are outstanding, including venue coordination, custom catering menu selection from over a thousand delicious dish selections, and a day of event coordinator who will make sure that everything runs smoothly. From putting together and executing a menu to picking linens to selecting an excellent florist, Catering by Uptown is committed to meeting your needs and exceeding your expectations. Whether you're having a wedding or a corporate event, an intimate gathering, or a gala, Catering by Uptown is the way to go. Visit cateringbyuptown.com and make sure that you mention that Al Galdi sent you. Also, know this, Catering by Uptown has job openings for the event waitstaff. No experience is necessary, and you get paid in-house training. A great opportunity if you're looking for work. Visit cateringbyuptown.com. That's cateringbyuptown.com. And make sure that you mention that Al Galdi sent you.
Thank you to all of you who have given this podcast a five-star rating and who have written nice reviews of the podcast. You on Apple Podcasts and on Spotify can rate the podcast. Five-star ratings are greatly appreciated. And you on Apple Podcasts can write a review saying that you like the podcast. The review does not have to be long. It can be just a sentence or two, but the ratings and the reviews help us out a lot. So thank you very much for doing them. Uh, would you believe <laughs> that the New York Giants injury-ravaged offensive line now is even more injury-ravaged. The Giants on Thursday morning placed a key backup interior offensive lineman Shane Lemieux on the reserve injured list. Why? It turns out that he, during Wednesday's Giants practice, suffered a torn biceps. What is happening with the Giants' offensive line this season is unreal, although we as Washington fans ain't shedding no tears. Uh, We know all too well about seasons marred by bad offensive line help. The Redskins' 2017 season certainly comes to mind. So let's examine the Commanders game at the Giants this Sunday afternoon at 1 from the perspective of the Commanders' defense. Uh, There is a major injury worry for the Commanders' defense corner. Kendall Fuller did not practice on Thursday afternoon. This off him not practicing on Wednesday afternoon. He's dealing with a knee injury, and him playing at the Giants is not looking so good. Uh, Every other defensive player on the Commander's active roster practiced to at least some extent on Thursday afternoon. There were three Commander's defensive players who were listed as limited participants in practice for a second consecutive day. Those guys, interior defensive lineman Jonathan Allen due to a knee, edge defender James Smith-Williams due to a foot, and corner Kristen Holmes due to a hamstring. Holmes for the 24-16 win at the Atlanta Falcons this past Sunday afternoon was inactive due to a hamstring injury that he suffered in the 40-20 loss to the Chicago Bears at FedEx Field on Thursday night football in week five. And then, yes, uh, we do have the Giants offense. So first of all, quarterback, uh, Daniel Jones was inactive for the Giants last game, the 14-9 loss at the Buffalo Bills this past Sunday night due to a neck injury. Jones was listed as a limited participant in Thursday's Giants practice as he was for Wednesday's Giants practice. So it's still not clear whether Jones or the Virginia Tech product Tyrod Taylor will be the Giants starting quarterback on Sunday afternoon. And then with the Giants mess of an offensive line, I mentioned the Shane Lemieux news. Uh, The Giants number one left tackle, Andrew Thomas, he has been out since suffering a hamstring injury in their 40-0 home loss to the Dallas Cowboys on Sunday Night Football in Week 1. Thomas for Thursday was listed as not practicing for a second consecutive day. The Giants on Tuesday placed offensive lineman Josh Zudu on the reserve injured list. He had been the Giants starting left tackle in the absence of Thomas. The Giants number one right tackle, Evan Neal, he for Thursday was listed as a limited participant in practice. This off him for Wednesday being listed as not practicing. He's dealing with an ankle ailment. The Giants number one center, John Michael Schmitz Jr. He has missed the Giants' last two games due to a shoulder injury. He, for Thursday, was listed as not practicing for a second consecutive day. Also, a key backup offensive tackle for the Giants, Matt Parrott. He was inactive for the loss at the Bills due to a shoulder injury. He, for Thursday, was listed as not practicing for a second consecutive day. You got all that. <laughs> I mean, that's unbelievable. Uh, the Giants for this regular season through week six were dead last in the NFL, 32nd out of 32 teams in total offense per DVOA. The Giants have not scored an offensive touchdown since week three. The Giants have not scored a passing touchdown since week two. 
Commander's defensive coordinator Jack Del Rio on Thursday did a pre-practice press conference late Thursday morning. This was Jack on the Giants' offense. Yeah, we see a lot of skill, a lot of talent. Um, obviously, they've had some injuries up front, uh, but they're they're starting to get some guys back. You know, we're we're preparing for the very best they can bring, and uh, um, we understand they're 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 very talented with their skill people. As for the Giants' quarterback uncertainty, look, Daniel Jones has wrecked Washington over the years. Jones over seven career games against Washington, ten touchdown passes versus three interceptions, a completion percentage of 69.68, 52 carries for 324 yards and a touchdown, a record of 5-1-1. Jones is not having a good season, but geez, given his history against Washington, I don't know how you view him not playing on Sunday afternoon, if in fact he does not play on Sunday afternoon as a good thing for the commanders. What about the man who Hokies fans know well, Tyrod Taylor? Uh, He was the Giants starting quarterback for that loss at the Bills, a game in which the Giants did go 10 of 19 on third downs, but also went 0 of 5 in the red zone. Jack Del Rio on Thursday morning on Tyrod Taylor. Uh, good veteran quarterback. Seen a lot, done a lot, has mobility. Uh, and, uh, you know, I think they can run their offense uh, with either guy. The number one skill position player on the Giants is running back Saquon Barkley. Big season last season, but he in this 2023 regular season has played in just three of the Giants' six games due to a high ankle sprain and has a yards per carry of just 3.91. The Commanders in their win at the Falcons last Sunday afternoon held another gifted running back, Bijan Robinson, to 13 carries for just 37 yards. Jack Del Rio on Thursday morning on this uh, run of running backs that the commanders are facing. All super talented. I mean, you know, you get everybody has talent in this league, you know, Um, but that's the way I'd answer that is they're all super talented. They're all a tremendous challenge. And uh, we prepare each week to face the one we've got. And this week we've got Saquon. He's a he's a heck of a player. Yes, he is. As for what makes Saquon Barkley a heck of a football player, Jack Del Rio on Thursday morning on that. That's combination. Everything he's, he's everybody talks about. I mean, he's explosive. He's balanced. His vision. Uh, just good football player. Well, one of the themes to the Commanders playing well defensively in that win at the Falcons was the Commanders getting contributions from a variety of players. Uh, the Commanders on October 10th put safety Derek Forrest on the reserve injured list due to a shoulder injury that he suffered in that loss to the Bears. And so we, in the win at the Falcons, saw a lot of safety Percy Butler. In fact, he played on 100% of the commander's defensive snaps. Jack Del Rio on Thursday morning on how he thought that Percy Butler performed in the win at the Falcons. Yeah, I think it was pretty solid. I mean, Percy, uh, a few of the guys that got got additional reps um, in different in different areas, I thought they played well. I thought Percy played well. I thought I thought Quan stepped up in his in his role and played well. I thought Leak stepped up in his role and played well. So, you know, anytime you lose a couple guys, which we did, um, guys that are really good players for us, uh, you know, you have to alter and, and other guys get an opportunity. And I think the biggest thing is they took advantage of that opportunity. Yes, they did. Uh, you heard Jack Del Rio mention Leak. Uh, that would be linebacker Kalik Hudson. 
Uh, leak in the win at the Falcons made an impact, uh, including being part of the commander stopping running back Tyler Algier on the Falcons' failed two-point conversion attempt in the fourth quarter. Uh, Kalik Hudson in the game played on 12% of the commander's defensive snaps off having played on just one of the commander's defensive snaps over the team's first five games of this regular season. Jack Del Rio on Thursday morning on Kalik Hudson. Yeah, it, it's one of those situations where... Um he was involved in, I think, 10 defensive snaps, and he was very productive. Uh, brings a lot of energy. We, we recognize that and uh, happy for him. And, you know, anytime a guy can come in and be impactful, um, you know, you'll continue to look for opportunities to get him involved. Yeah, good linebacker play for the Commanders in the win at the Falcons. Jamin Davis had the game-sealing interception, also had a sack. He, for the game, was the highest-graded Commanders player for Pro Football Focus, overall grade of 82.8, PFF grades on a scale of 0 to 100. Cody Barton, who had not been having a very good season, but he, for the game, was tied with receiver Curtis Samuel for being the fourth-highest-graded Commanders player for Pro Football Focus, overall grade of 73.9. What is next? in the saga of benched corner Emmanuel Forbes Jr. Uh, He got benched during that loss to the Bears. He, in the win at the Falcons, did not play on a single defensive snap. The Commanders took him with the number 16 overall pick in the 2023 NFL Draft. You would assume that he's not going to remain benched for long, and the game against the bad offensive team and the Giants would seem like a nice uh, relaunch point for Emmanuel Forbes. Jack Del Rio on Thursday morning on what he sees with Emmanuel Forbes moving forward. Uh, we'll see. He's, he's uh, maintained a very good uh, uh, disposition, um, work ethic, you know, the things that we want to see in terms of, uh, you know, preparing and, uh, and working. And, um, you know, that's a, that's a fluid situation. Ah, uh, yes, a fluid situation. Here was Jack Del Rio on Thursday morning on trying to strike the right balance between developing Emmanuel Forbes, but also doing what's best for the commanders in the short term. Yeah, there's there's a balance there, but um, you know I'm pretty much straightforward with guys. Uh, I communicate very openly. Um, it's never personal, um, and uh, you know we're we're looking to get our team ready to go out and win. And uh, we're going to use everybody we can, and um, everybody's going to be challenged, and uh, we're going to play the guys that, that earn it. Well, what's tricky with Emmanuel Forbes to me is this. Let's say that the Commanders do play him at the Giants this Sunday afternoon. Well, the Commanders' next game is a home game against the Philadelphia Eagles on Sunday afternoon, October 29th at 1. Do you trust Forbes enough to be out there against the Eagles, given how much he got torched by them in the 34-31 overtime loss at the Eagles in Week 4? And if the answer is no, then what good is it to bring Forbes back for this game at the Giants, but then not play him against the Eagles. Seems to me that if you stop the benching, you stop the benching. You don't stop the benching and then go back to benching the guy. Uh, The Emmanuel Forbes situation is emblematic of the overall season that the commander's defense has had. Disappointing, although the defense is coming off a good performance at the Falcons. But the commanders for this regular season through week six were just 22nd in the NFL in total defense per DVOA. Very disappointing. Jack Del Rio on Thursday morning was asked for an evaluation of his defense over the commander's first six games this regular season. Here was his answer. 
Uh, we've had some ups and downs. I think we've had some great moments, and we've had some moments that are a little bit disappointing. So, um, you know, to me, it's early in the season. You know, we, we continue to compete. We, um, I, I would say that uh, the best is yet to come for our group and what we're capable of and what we're going to do. So I, I love the fact that we've, um, we are a relentless group. Uh, we're a group that's, that's stuck together. And uh, we're working through some of the issues that were the problem. And uh, we'll come out on the other side. I, I feel very confident about that. And Jack Del Rio's history as Washington defensive coordinator is that his defenses do get better as seasons go on. And hopefully we are in the midst of seeing that this season, the defense getting better. Well, you can make your ticket buying experience better by downloading the GameTime app and using the promo code ALGALDI. If you are looking for tickets to a Commander's game uh, or a Capitals game or a Wizards game or a Maryland football game or a Navy football game or whatever, download the GameTime app and use the promo code ALGALDI. When it comes to buying tickets for sports, music, comedy, and theater, the way to go is with the GameTime GameTime offers great deals on last-minute tickets and has a best price guarantee. So you no longer have to worry if you're truly going about getting tickets in the best possible way. The GameTime guarantee means that you'll always get the best price. And if you find tickets in the same section and row for less, GameTime will credit you 110% of the difference. What's also great about GameTime is how easy it makes searching for tickets. You can search by team, venue, or artist. Uh, I was just on GameTime looking at tickets for Commander's Games in the 2023 regular season. A lot of good deals, and the seating chart next to the listed tickets made figuring out what exactly I'd be getting super easy. GameTime is the fastest-growing ticketing app in the country. GameTime is the app for last-minute ticket deals. You don't have to plan months in advance. GameTime has deals on tickets right up to the day of the event. GameTime also offers flash deals on tickets, and tickets are sent directly to your phone, so you never have to dig through your email. Get the tickets without the stress with GameTime, which is offering a special deal for listeners of the Al Galdi podcast. Here's what to do. Download the GameTime app, create an account, and use this promo code, Al Galdi. You use that promo code, Al Galdi, you get $20 off your first purchase. Uh, Terms do apply, but download the GameTime app, create that account, and use the promo code, Al Galdi, for $20 off your first purchase. What time is it? It's game time. Download the game time app today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. So here are Washington's records in NFC East games with Ron Rivera as head coach. 2024 and 2, 2021 2 and 4, 2022 2, 3, and 1. The Commanders this season are 0 and 1 in the division, thanks to the 34 31 overtime loss at the Philadelphia Eagles in week 4. Boy, does this game at the New York Giants this Sunday afternoon at 1 seem like a great opportunity to get to 1 and 1 in the division and 4 and 3 overall in this 2023 regular season, in which the Giants are 1 and 5 with an NFL worst point differential 
of minus 96. But of course, it was just a few weeks ago that we had the Commanders' embarrassing 40-20 loss to the Chicago Bears at FedEx Field on Thursday Night Football in Week 5 as the Bears snapped a 14-game regular season losing streak. So we as Commanders fans take nothing for granted. My friends, it is that time. The time to rhyme. It is time for rhyming keys. My keys to a Commander's victory in rhyming fashion. These rhymes are not meant to be good. Let us make that crystal clear. These rhymes are only meant to make a few points. And in fact, I have a saying for this segment. The saying is counterintuitive, but makes sense as you play along here. The worse the rhyme, the better. The time. And so here we go. Hardcore analysis combined with scheduled fun. (laughs) Rhyming keys for a Commander's win at the Giants on Sunday afternoon. How do the Commanders win this game? How do the Manders avoid another humiliating loss to a bad team? We now rhyme the ways. Rhyming key number one, this is for Commander's quarterback Sam Howell. Think against this defense of Wink. The Giants defensive coordinator, Don Wink Martindale. Uh, This is his second season as Giants defensive coordinator. He spent the previous four seasons, 2018 through 2021, as the Baltimore Ravens defensive coordinator. Wink Martindale loves to blitz. Uh, He is a believer in the blitz. Now, the Giants defense overall is not good. There are 32 teams in this thing that we call the NFL. The Giants for this regular season through week six were just 28th in total defense per DVOA, just 31st in lowest opponents yards per play, and just 26th in lowest opponents third down efficiency. But the Giants do blitz. They do have talent on defense, and they are coming off a 14-9 loss at the Buffalo Bills this past Sunday night in a game in which the Giants held the potent Bills to just 14 points and held quarterback Josh Allen to just 169 yards over 30 pass attempts. Uh, That works out to a yards per pass attempt of just 5.63. I am not going to go nuts with the sacks. Uh, The Giants this season have been horrendous at generating sacks, but Sam Howell this season is getting sacked like crazy. So personally, I am budgeting for Sam to get sacked at least three or four times. But Sam, beyond the sacks, is playing well, and he should do well against this Giants defense, but he does need to be careful. And so, rhyming key number one, this for Sam Howell, think against this defense of Wink. Rhyming key for Commander's Giants number two, this is for the Commander's defensive line. Make this, for us, a game of no stress by abusing this O-line that is a mess. Our last segment took you through the uh, injury-ravaged nature that is the Giants' offensive line. To me, the number one reason that the Giants are having this season that they're having is their offensive line situation. The Giants, for this regular season through Week 6, were 28th in the NFL in team pass block win rate per ESPN and the NFL's next-gen stats. But the Commanders were just 25th in team pass rush win rate. This has been a complicated season for the commander's defensive line so far. On the one hand, the commanders have gotten sacks. The team for this regular season through week six was 11th in the NFL in team sack percentage, 8.41. And edge defenders Montez Sweat and Chase Young have put up some good numbers. Montez has four and a half sacks. He's on pace for about a 13 sack 
regular season. Chase for this regular season through week six per Sport Radar was tied for 10th in the NFL in pressures with 15, but we all watch these games. The defensive line too often this season has not looked great. Uh, a good bit of that came via run defense, although the Commanders did a very good job of stopping the run in the 24-16 win at the Atlanta Falcons last Sunday afternoon. I do think that the interior defensive linemen, Jonathan Allen and Deron Payne, have not been at their best so far this season. Here's the bottom line. This vaunted Commanders defensive line, led by four first-round picks, needs to wreck this injury-ravaged Giants offensive line on Sunday afternoon. The commander's defensive line needs to victimize and brutalize this Giants offensive line on Sunday afternoon. Otherwise, what are we doing here? Okay, what the heck are we doing here? All of these first round picks, all of this money spent on these guys, if they don't have this Giants offensive line in group therapy (laughs) come Monday morning, seriously, what is the point? And so rhyming key number two, this for the commander's defensive line. Make this for us a game of no stress by abusing this O-line. That is a mess. And rhyming key for commander's giants number three. This is for the entire commander's team. Break the code in order to defeat the giants on the road. One of the most frustrating, aggravating, maddening things about being a Washington fan over the last 30 years has been the extent to which Washington has struggled in games at the Giants. The end of the Redskins' glory days, it turns out, came at the end of the 1992 season. So the struggles for our football team started with the start of the 1993 season. Washington, since the start of the 1993 season, is 9-20-1 in games at the Giants. 9-20-1. It was last season that we got the tie, December 4th, 2022, a 20-all tie at the Giants. Although, as you may remember, that was a tie that felt like a loss. The commanders in that game got screwed in a penalty not being called off something that happened to right tackle Cornelius Lucas in the fourth quarter. The snap right before kicker Joey Sly missed a 52-yard field goal attempt in the fourth quarter on a third and 13 for the commanders at the Giants' 28. Edge defender Kayvon Thibodeau literally ripped off the helmet of Cornelius Lucas, but no penalty was called on what ended up being a sack of Taylor Heineke by interior defensive lineman Dexter Lawrence for a six-yard loss. A lot of bad things have happened to Washington in games at the Giants over the years. Heck, one of the worst playoff losses in Skins history happened at the Giants. January 11th, 1987, a 17-0 Skins loss at the Giants in the NFC Championship game. I don't know what it is about playing at the Giants, who, of course, play their home games in New Jersey, not New York. But whatever the case, the commanders need some better juju in playing at the Giants. And so rhyming key number three, this for the entire commanders team, break the code in order to defeat the Giants on the road. All right, it is prediction time. The commanders for Crab Sports minus two 
and a half. Look, after the loss to the Bears, I don't know how any of us as Commanders fans can be like supremely confident going into any game. Are the Giants going to go winless the rest of this season? Probably not. And I'm sure that they look at this game as being against a beatable opponent. But are the Commanders better than the Giants? Heck yeah. If the Commanders play as they are capable of playing, should they beat the Giants? Heck yeah. Give me the Manders, minus the two and a hook. Final score, Commanders 28, Giants 13. Chase Young, a sack strip, and left tackle Charles Leno Jr. receives a game ball in an emotional post-game locker room celebration. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. And time now to talk college football week eight. But before we get to Goldilocks, James Madison, the Dukes, uh, they played a game on Thursday night and they won again. JMU improved to 7-0 overall and 4-0 in the Sunbelt Conference, a 29-win at Marshall. The Dukes led at the half 3-0. They then won the second half 17-9. The story of this game was JMU's defense, which held Marshall's offense to just seven points. The other two points came on a safety on JMU's offense, but JMU's defense held Marshall's offense to <laughs> to a yards per play of 2.7. Three. That is a phenomenal yards per play allowed for a defense in today's college football. And a big reason that the yards per play was so low, the Dukes totaled eight sacks, five of which were by defensive lineman Jalen Green, who tied the school record for sacks in a game. Jalen Green, a product of Our Lady of Good Counsel High School in Olney, Maryland. Uh, what a season that James Madison is having. The head coach, Kurt Signetti, he has his team rolling in what is just the team's second season in the FBS. It's too bad that James Madison still is not eligible for a bowl game. Uh, NCAA bylaws require a team making the move from the FCS to the FBS to wait two years before being eligible for a bowl game per the uh, latest bylaw change in 2017. Uh, Next up for James Madison, homecoming, home to Old Dominion, Saturday night, October 28th at 8. All right, now to 
Goldilocks, my college football previews and picks for Maryland, Navy, Virginia Tech, and Virginia. You surely have heard of Goldilocks and the Three Bears. Well, this is Goldilocks, and it is brought to us by Crab Sports. Crab Sports is Maryland's number one sports book. You can visit crabsports.com or download the new Crab Sports app, which is available in both the App Store and Google Play. Uh, Crab Sports is the only sports book that offers special boosts and parlays on all DMV area teams. In fact, if you go to crabsports.com or are on the Crab Sports app between 5 p.m. Eastern Friday to 11 a.m. Eastern Saturday, you will see my Goldilocks picks in the boosted odds section. Yes, you get boosted odds with the Goldilocks selections, making it easier for you to make money money. <laughs> and know this, join Crab Sports now with the promo code GALDI, my last name, G-A-L-D-I, GALDI, and Crab Sports will match your new customer bet up to $250. So, crabsports.com or the Crab Sports app, promo code GALDI. Crab Sports is partnering with local hero brands and businesses to bring the best localized betting experience to Maryland. Crab Sports wants to remind you to please play responsibly. For help, visit mdgamblinghelp.org or call 1-800-GAMBLER. Must be 21 years of age or older. No game for Maryland this week. No game for Virginia Tech this week. Each team has a bye. The Terrapins are coming off a terrible loss. They fell to 5-2 and two overall and 2-2 two and two in the Big Ten with a 27-24 homecoming loss to lowly Illinois at CQ Stadium in College Park, Maryland last Saturday. The Terps' next game is at Northwestern on Saturday, October 28th. The Hokies, though, are coming off a nice win. Uh, they improved to 3-4 overall and 2-1 and in the ACC with a 30-13 homecoming win over Wake Forest at Lane Stadium in Blacksburg, Virginia last Saturday. The Hokies' next game is a Thursday night or home to Syracuse this Thursday night, October 26th at 7.30. Goldilocks over the last five weeks, 10 and 6. Not too shabby. Uh, Goldilocks game number one, Navy home to number 22 Air Force Saturday at noon. The midshipmen for Crab Sports plus 10 and a half. Uh, This game marks the first leg in the battle for the Commander-in-Chief's Trophy, which goes each season to the service academy that does the best in football games against the other two service academies, the three service academies, as you likely know, Navy, Air Force, and Army. Uh, the midshipmen have perhaps gotten going this season. Two consecutive wins. The mids improved to 3-3 three and three overall and 2-2 two and two in the American Athletic Conference with a 14-0 win at Charlotte last Saturday afternoon. The game was scoreless at the half, but Navy won the second half 14 nothing. Navy's defense was great. Navy head coach Brian Newberry went with Ty Lovatai as the mid-starting quarterback as Blake Horvath was out with a thumb injury that he suffered in the mid's previous game, the 27-24 win over North Texas at Navy Marine Corps Memorial Stadium in Annapolis, Maryland on October 7th. But Lovatai in this win at Charlotte got hurt, and so true freshman Braxton Woodson came off the bench. Now, he was mixed, but he had a great third quarter, third and 14, 69-yard shotgun touchdown pass to slot back Eli Heidenreich on a tight window throw that traveled about 25 air yards. Uh, it is not clear who the mids starting quarterback 
for this game against Air Force will be. Uh, Navy's other touchdown in the win at Charlotte came from fullback Alex Tesco. What a season he is having. So he in the win at Charlotte had just six carries, but they went for 75 yards and a touchdown. He had a fourth quarter first and 15, 62-yard under center handoff option touchdown run. Alex Tesco for this season through week seven was number one among all qualified players in the FBS in yards per carry, 8.11. Uh, but the Air Force Falcons know a thing or two about rushing. They are 6-0, and their best start to a season since 2002. They, for this season through Week 7, were number one in the FBS in rushing yards per game, 334.2. The Falcons have outrushed their opponent in each of their last 16 games, but... Air Force's starting quarterback, Zach Larrier, appears unlikely to play in this game at Navy. He got injured in Air Force's last game, a 34-27 home win over Wyoming last Saturday night. And Falcons head coach Troy Calhoun on Tuesday told reporters that Larrier is likely out for a while. Uh, This game is a major test for Navy's defense, but the Mids have won two consecutive games. The Mids are at home, and Air Force, a school based in Colorado Springs, Colorado, is playing a game all the way on the East Coast with a noon start, and likely without the team's starting quarterback. Give me Navy, plus ten and a half. Make money, money, make money, money, money! Thank you, Snoop Dogg. And Goldilocks game number two, Virginia at number 10, North Carolina, Saturday evening at 6.30. The Cavaliers per Crab Sports plus 23 (laughs) and a half. Uh, Well, the good news is that the Cavs are rested. Uh, They have not played a game since October 7th when they finally got a win. Uh, They improved to 1-5 and overall with a 27-13 win over William & Mary at Scott Stadium in Charlottesville, Virginia. Although William & Mary is an FCS team and the Cavs in this home game against an FCS team had to overcome a 13-3 second quarter deficit. Uh, The Monmouth transfer, Tony Musket, is set to be the Cavs starting quarterback for a third consecutive game off his return from a three-game absence of suffering an injured left shoulder in the Cavs season opener, the 49-13 loss to then number 12 Tennessee at Nissan Stadium in Nashville on September 2nd. But Musket had to briefly leave the win over William and Mary due to the shoulder. What was interesting was who replaced Musket, Grady Brosterhouse, and not Anthony Calandria. Uh, the head coach of the Wahoos, Tony Elliott, he during his postgame press conference said that the intent was to keep true freshman quarterback Anthony Calandria's redshirt capability intact as Calandria has played in four games this season. He was the replacement for Musket when Musket went down. And I thought Calandria did pretty well, but keeping his redshirt capability intact makes a lot of sense. Uh, the North Carolina Tar Heels, they are 6-0 and overall, 3-0 and in the ACC. They're coming off a 41-31 home win over then number 25 Miami last Saturday night. Drake May, uh, the man who succeeded Commanders quarterback Sam Howell as UNC's QB1 has been outstanding. May for this season, as of games through Wednesday, was number nine among all qualified quarterbacks in the FBS. In ESPN's total QBR, 83.2 QBR on a scale of 0 to 100. Uh, Carolina's defense is not great, but it is a lot better than it was the last few seasons. Look, could Virginia keep this game relatively close? Sure. 
It's ACC football, okay? There is a history of things making no sense. You expect the unexpected. Carolina is coming off a big win. Maybe the heels overlook UVA. But there is a Grand Canyon size gap between these two programs right now. And even if the game is relatively close for a half, do you trust the game to still be close after two halves? You never like laying 23 and a half, but give me North Carolina minus 23 and a half. Make money, money, make money, money, money. All right, so your Goldilocks for college football week eight, Navy plus 10 and a half, North Carolina minus 23 and a half. And don't forget, join Crab Sports now with the promo code GALDI, G-A-L-D-I, my last name, GALDI, and Crab Sports will match your new customer first bet up to $250. Go to crabsports.com or download the Crab Sports app and use that promo code GALDI. And that will do it. For you and me for now, keep the feedback coming. You can tweet me at Al Galdi. You can email me, the Al Galdi podcast at yahoo.com. Monday show, episode 683. We'll have a lot for you on the commander's in-depth reaction to and analysis of whatever happens <laughs> in their game at the New York Giants this Sunday afternoon at 1. Also on Monday show, my thoughts on college football week 8, which includes Navy home to number 22 Air Force Saturday at noon, Virginia at number 10 North Carolina Saturday evening at 6.30, and Old Dominion home to Appalachian State Saturday night at 7. And I on Monday show will talk Capitals. They are at the Montreal Canadiens Saturday night at 7. Have a great weekend, and I'll talk to you on Monday. We sure we got some character. Next week we get those goddamn giants. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.